Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So yes, I know everybody's excited because the Super Bowl's today. I understand. Go Eagles. Yeah, great. Okay. Not everybody. I got some Cowboy fans in here. Um, but I want to bring you back to where we left off last week. All right. So I'm going to read from the book of Romans, chapter 5. This is the verse that I'm saying that we're going to spend this whole entire month on. And you're like, Jose, what are you talking about? Are you going to focus on one verse? Well, sometimes it's those one verses that speak the most. So let's continue. Here we go. It says, verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith. By faith into this grace in which we stand and we celebrate in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3 says, And not only this, but we also celebrate in our tribulations. So, if the Eagles don't win, continue to celebrate. Continue to celebrate. Because they don't, they don't impact your life in any kind of way. They go home to their family. They celebrate. They go to Walt Disney and they forget about all you guys. So, remember that through tribulation... Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance, proven character and, and proven character, hope and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Yes. The Apostle Paul is writing of this letter to the church in Rome. He starts this passage off by talking about a relationship. About a relationship, he says, therefore, therefore, or to summarize last chapter, since you cannot become righteous by works, by rituals, or even by obedience to the law, the way that you can be justified is through your faith. Most of us go through chaos. Most of us, like the song says, most of us are going through chaos right now. But it's our faith that brings us back. It's our faith that reconnects us to our Heavenly Father. You see, the bylaw, by law, if you didn't know this, the law spoken here, when you're talking about the law, the law spoken here are the laws given by God to Moses in the wilderness to the people of Israel. I just wanted to give you that information because this is just a little bit of information. Because, you know, sometimes we can, we can make everybody feel good, but sometimes you got to understand where is all this information coming from? Why are they talking about law? It's not the laws that you're following here on the land, but it's the laws that our Heavenly Father gives us. Amen. So that's very important. This is the laws that, that, that God gives his children. This is a big deal. You see, Paul wanted this church in Rome to know that following the law doesn't make you righteous. Right. Your traditional Jewish rituals won't make you righteous. Your faith does. Amen. See, Paul was writing to the Roman church. Because they were losing sight of the big picture. This is what we do all the time. When everything goes well, we start losing sight on who God is in our life. 
We start to lose sight of what God has done to us in the past. We start to lose sight of how God has been so generous to us. See, they were messing up so bad. These, these Romans church, the Roman church was messing up so bad. They were, they, were, they were trying to intermix culture, rituals, and traditions. Like a lot of churches today. In their pursuit of God, they were blending their beliefs and their faith in the way of the popular religion at that time and calling it Christianity. They were, they were in pursuit of God. They were blending the belief. They were blending their faith. They were, they, they, they were trying to make things that feel comfortable to them the common way of walking, of how to walk with Christ and calling that Christianity. We cannot take and we cannot pick and choose what God says to us. They were worshiping idols. Before we got to Romans 5, this is all the chaos that Paul was dealing with. They were worshiping idols. The idols, for, for, for those that don't know, are man-made figurines. That you, you, you think they gave worship to. In place of God. In place of God, they were worshiping this thing that said, made it in China. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is because a lot of us put our faith only to something that we can see and the God that we serve is someone we cannot see again you guys all have an expectation that the Eagles want to win the Super Bowl some of your expectation is bigger than what you guys have with God the reason why I'm saying this is because I'm young man thank God but I see my generation fade, fading to the wayside. They're losing hope. They're losing their faith to what God can do in their life. They're fighting. They're following idols. They're following superstars. They're following actors. They think that they are the people that can change their life when the answer is only found in God. You see, these idols were weird. They were made out of clay and they were made out of stone. They were made out of rocks and they had bird formations. They were four-footed animals. They had different features. But they said that that is what God looks like. God doesn't have a formation. God doesn't have a, an image. God, God is God. He's the creator of everything. But the problem is that most of the time, creation wants to dictate how God works in your life. But the point is that they were being distracted by man-made idols instead of being impacted by God, man. They were being impacted by man-made idols. Man-made idols. It's a bottle. We rock a jersey and we think we got the same skills as some of the players. <laughs> We are owners of stadiums. We are owners of teams. But we're not. They don't even know who we are. We're screaming at the screen. And we're here in church and we're trying to motivate you guys to lift your hands up. And God's been so faithful to you. But for some reason you can't lift your hands up. 
You see, the, the, the Christians at that time when Paul was writing to them, they had some Christians arguing with other non-Jewish Christians needed to keep the Jewish laws. Some said, hey, you need to keep the Jewish laws. Some said that you didn't need to keep the Jewish laws. It's okay. Others thought that the Jewish law had become irrelevant. But the thing is, who was right? They don't know. And that's the problem. Sometimes we're talking about how much we know. We go into debates and say, hey, I'm right. You're right. We're right. Everybody's right. Who's right? The thing is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Paul argued that Jesus is the only righteous one. Only righteous one. And not only is Jesus the only righteous one, but Jesus is the only one by whom we who call out his to his name can be made righteous. He is the only one. See? As we read this letter to the Roman church, we learn that the Jews and the non-Jews alike missed the big picture. You see, the law cannot make someone righteous. It simply points to the one, and that is Jesus, who came to make all things right. Well, you may say, why is this to me any concern? It's because we're rocking Dallas Cowboys hats and Eagles hats. And we're allowing that to dictate the outcome of how we're going to feel tomorrow. Man, my God has been faithful to me. Even if they win or lose, I'm still going to be grateful. And I'm still going to be excited. And I'm still going to be happy. You're probably saying, well, you know, it's not how I am all the time. But I see... I see. Sometimes when I hear a conversation, I'm like, God, for real? Your marriage is falling apart and you're worried about a football purchase you got from another team? Your house is going chaotic, but you worry about the new guys that you're getting on your team? You're thinking about the new Avenger movie coming out? Let me tell you something. Your faith in your heavenly father is what dictates your outcome. That's right. That's right. Not anything else. In the opening scripture we read that Paul says that faith makes you righteous. Not law. Not ritual. Not tradition. But faith. 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 I want you to I want to remind you what I said last week. First point was that God love is free and available to everyone through faith. That's my first point. That God's love is free and available to everyone through what? Faith. Through what? Faith. Not through the amount of scriptures you memorized. The devil knows the scripture. See, it's free, but you receive it through the faith in Jesus. Some of us have faith, but we don't have faith in Jesus. We want to continue doing our life. We want to continue walking in this life, but we don't want to implement Jesus in our life. We don't want to include him in our decision making. I told you at one point that my my relationship with my wife was chaotic. It was chaotic. You know why? Because we were first time in, in, in our relationship, first year in our relationship, and I'm um, being as husband and wife, and you know, I was only 19 and a half, and she was Shema Shema. 
years old. Um, but it was chaotic. It was chaotic until I found who? Jesus. Instead, I, until I started to implement Jesus in my life. And so I started to surround myself around godly counseling. This is the problem. Our faith is distracted so much. Our faith is distracted so much. Man, every time you go through those doors, you come in this door, go at work, you should be cheerful. Because the truth lives in you. The answer lives in you. When we're up here singing, you should be raising your hand. You should be raising your hands. You guys got the best seat in the house. You guys can see me. You guys can see me. You guys are not in the bloody nose seats up there. You guys can see me. I'm just doing this to remind you guys that we need to not lose our focus and get distracted on all the storms that life brings to us. A lot of this is due to not having godly examples at home. Or they have no one to direct the God, um, direct them or guide them on where they can strengthen their faith, their strength, their faith. And what I mean by this, strengthen their faith, I'm talking about the, the, the young generation right now. The younger generation is struggling right now because there's so many obstacles that they're facing and they don't have an, uh, an, an example of a godly example at home. That's right. They're, they're thinking about sexuality. They're talking about sexuality in middle school. They're talking about who you are. What is your identity? This is what the school system is implementing in our kids. And at home, our kids receive this, a little door closing. Because you don't want to talk to them. You say, hey, go watch the Netflix and watch a movie. Talk to me later when it's dinner time. I'm fixing dinner. Don't talk to me right now. And that's the time that's most important for this generation. That's the, the most important time is those one, one-on-one times that we can spend. It's funny that I, I love when I come home and, um, you know, I get here, I get home before my kids and, and um, I'm fixing things around. I'm, I'm, I'm preparing the house for the coming of my boys. And, you know, my boys are, are crazy. They're chaotic. Um, but God is working, you know. But when they come through the doors, they say, Dad, where are you? And I said, I'm over here. Come over here. See, a lot of our homes don't even have that kind of communication. Where the child is not even seeking out a parent. Or seeking to know where a parent is. They're avoiding them. They're running away from them. They're in school for eight hours. And the school system is saying whatever they need to say for eight hours. And you don't have control of any of that information. And you'd rather sit down and watch a movie and avoid having a conversation with them. Don't get sad about what's happening now. Get sad about what's going to happen because you're not implementing anything at home. You're not implementing God at home. You're not implementing the faith. You're not giving them an example. They can't say, hey, I saw my dad do this. I saw my mom do this. Like, they can't say that. The reason why I'm here today is not because my dad forced me to pray. It's not because my mom forced me to pray. No, it's because I saw through their example that they were seeking God. And when they were seeking God, it was always through moments of chaos. It was always through moments of difficulties. They said, look, let's go back to God. Let's pray. We got to come back. We got to we got to bring all this back. Now, think right now. 
Are you doing that same example at home? We're losing a generation and we're losing them quickly. Very fast. The point is that how we are and who we are matters more than what we speak, what we preach, and what we say. The point is that how we are and who we are matters more than what we speak, preach, and say. This love of God leads us to the growth to, 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 to grow in this love relationship that we have with God. Our obligation is a sign of our love rather than a replacement for that love. Our faithfulness towards God consists in our love for God. That it will allow us to separate ourselves from sin. You see? Our love for God removes our love for sin. And this kind of love defeats its power. You want to get away from sin? You want to strengthen your faith from sin? Show love. Get more of love. Implement Jesus in everything you do. Now, I'm not trying to say be crazy at a restaurant and start doing communion at a restaurant, scaring people. No. I'm saying take a moment and say, hey, God, let's bow our heads and let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that you bless this food. Protect all those that are working, Father. Continue to provide for those that are lost here, Father. And in Jesus' name, let's pray. And, and, And end it. But most of us don't even take that time. Second point is that God love changes you. God love changes you. God love changes who you are. God love changes where you're going to go. God love changes your destination. But it only happens through God. Not through you or your own will. It happens through God. And how do we have God? By having faith. We are transformed by the love of God. I don't know in which condition you were living before, or maybe you're living in now, but the love of God is transformative. It changes you completely. It changes you completely. Yeah, you're going to go through struggles. You're going to go through depression. You're going to go through hurt. You're going to go through some people saying no to you. But God's love transforms you completely. It gives you that hope that you're seeking, which is found in Jesus. In Romans, we have a clear picture of the transformative love of God. It is the gift of experiencing God's love. This gift is received by faith as evidence of believing, of believing and reconnecting with God. Man, I know we have moments where we fall short. We have moments that we fall apart because things are going out of control. But don't lose hope. Why? Because you've already been transformed. You've already been transformed. Don't allow the devil to win any of your battles. Get up. Brush it off. Take take control. Take control. You see, it transforms our posture towards sin as... God's love displaces our love of the world. You can can hear whatever kind of music you want to listen to. I listen to jazz. I find it interesting. I'm a weirdo. I know. But I find it interesting. But there's nothing that jazz does that moves me spiritually. There's nothing that jazz does that makes me feel a certain way about myself. Sometimes we allow a lot of things to enter into this temple. 
through books, through songs. And then when we go back and start reading the lyrics, we're like, what are they saying? I am dancing to this. I'm not saying you don't care and dance. I'm just saying just find out what you're dancing to before. I'm a musician. I love music. So I listen to everything. But I know where my time is most needed. I make that decision. And that's where you have to take control. There's some people you're going to be able to hang out with that you can't hang out with at other times because they're un- they don't give you any blessings. There's some movies that you can watch and there's some movies you can't watch. Why? Because you're building up your spirit. If you're dealing with pornography, don't watch people getting naked. (laughs) It depends on you. That's a weakness. You deal with alcoholism, don't surround yourself around alcoholics. Say, look, I can't deal with you because I just can't. I need need to better myself. I just can't do it right now. And if they're your friends, they'll be with you. If they're your friends, they'll love you. They'll they'll, they'll be understanding. And through your example, you can be the one that implements the change in their life. The word justify is often translated to righteousness. The biblical righteousness is about right standing in God's eyes. Not man's eyes, but God's eyes. Not a pastor's eyes, but God's eyes. Not a church eyes, but God's eyes. Not a religion, but God's eyes. God's eyes. There's nothing I can do here that's going to save you. It's your willingness to hear what I have to say that will allow you to be saved. But I can't force Jesus on you. I can only tell you about the good news. That's all I can do. It's your job to implement everything that we have up here. All the points that we make, you have to implement that. I can't go to your house and I can't walk you, walk with you holding your hands. I can't do that. But you have a Heavenly Father who's saying, I'm here. I've been waiting for you. I've been listening to you cry at night. I've been listening to you dealing with frustration. I've been listening to you dealing with depression. I've been listening to you crying out for answers that you can't get. I'm here. You haven't called out to me. You see, God's righteous son and daughters, us, come into relationship with their heavenly father by the way of Jesus. By the way of Jesus, nothing else. No idols. But by the way of Jesus. This, is, this, 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 this new relationship binds them and it commits them as God's children to receive everything due to them from their heavenly father. You see, When a person fulfills his or her end of a relationship or his or her end of of an obligation, they are said to be righteous. Psalms 145, put that up. Psalms 145, 18 to 20 says, The Lord is near to all who call on him. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He will also hear their cry for help and save them. The Lord watches over all who loves him, but he will destroy all the wicked. Psalms 34, 17, the righteous cry out. Listen, 
The righteous cry out. You are all considered as righteous. Because you accepted Jesus in your heart and in your life, you're all considered as righteous. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them and he delivers them from all their troubles. From all their troubles. I got to read it like this. Don't want. This is how Pastor Jose does it. The senior pastor. <laughs> the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them. From all their troubles. It works. I'm going to start doing it now from now on. Man, we're righteous and we cry out. And the Lord hears us. I'm not even going to say them. This is us. He hears you. Sometimes you guys read this Bible like a book. It is a book. But it's for us. Cries out and the Lord hears them. And he delivers them from all their troubles. You see, your heavenly father mends the pain that separates us from one another. And Jesus' righteousness brings people together in a united family. What you see here today at Scarlet No is that united family. It's a family that is united in harmony by what? By faith. But all of this happens by way of our relationship with Jesus. This family is a family that overlooks status, that overlooks race, that overlooks gender, that overlooks age. This family is the bride of Jesus, the body of Jesus that hell can never and will never prevail against this family, this church here at Scarlet Note. Now, don't get me wrong. We are far, 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 far from perfect. For all those that are watching, we are far from perfect. You see, this family can be dysfunctional. But that's why we pray. That's why we learn. That's why we grow. We all have struggles. We all have some form of dirt. But we're up here lifting each other, encouraging each other not to lose sight of his love. Not to lose sight of his forgiveness. Not to lose sight of his righteousness. You see, last week I was asking some questions to Chris and Crystal. You know, Chris had a lot to say. He was a yapper. I had to tell him to stop talking. And they were able to respond about how the relationship grew and how they faced some obstacles, but they had to put the work in it. They had to put some work in it to see the outcome. They wanted to receive. Now, it didn't happen overnight. It took some time. But when they started to implement Jesus in their relationship, it started to change everything for the better. 
You see, righteousness requires faithfulness in our relationship. Righteousness requires faithfulness in our relationship. I don't even know why I'm screaming. (laughs) You see, if it wasn't for their faith, Crystal and Chris wouldn't be where they are today. Their relationship wouldn't be where it is today. You see, but you thought, you thought I was done with them. I'm not done with the Coopers. But I'm not done because coming to Jesus was only the beginning. See, God strengthens them with his love so that together they can endure the troubles ahead. Psalms 50, 15. I'm going to do what Pastor Jose does. me in the days of trouble I will deliver you and you shall glorify me I'm going to read that again y'all ain't call upon me in the days of trouble I will deliver you and you shall glorify me God love is free and available to everyone through faith Faith. Uh, beautiful baby girl. Can you give me the microphone? Thank you. She just got back. And she's leaving tonight at nine. I got some time. <laughs> so what I want to do, what I want to do right now, I want to bring Chris and Crystal up again. Oh, they matching too? They got the, the flannel? Ooh, you got some lotion on today, brother? All right, there you go. You go who's going to talk? Who's going to talk today? Okay. So the reason why I want to bring Christian Crystal up again is because we've heard how God continued to work in their relationship. We heard how God has been so grateful. Um, but I also want to hit a point. Um, I was able to hear about a situation um, some time ago that came up. Um, they were being tested, and I wanted them to share this testimony with everyone today. All right. Can you- Good job, Chris. I told him he was going to talk today. So, um, in 2019, Chris and I got pregnant and we were expecting our baby girl. So, you know, planning pregnancy and being pregnant and waiting up until the day that we were going to find out what our baby was. Um, was very, you know, that moment is very exciting, very anticipated. Um, We weren't going to find out the baby, the gender of the baby. We were just going in for the anatomy scan. Um, Nonetheless, that anatomy scan took about two hours, um, and we got the news that our daughter had spina bifida. Spina bifida, for those who don't know, is... um, I don't want to say disease or illness... 
It's a condition. It's a condition where um, the spinal cord nerves are outside of her body, so they're exposed. Um, they're not where they need to be, nice and tucked and, away. And, and who's this? This is Kaylani. Um, so my little one, I, one. The little girl that gives everybody a hug. Yes, right. yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, so she had, uh, she was diagnosed with that condition, spina bifida. And that was really, that was really hard news to receive. Um, it was very emotional. Um, it was a lot of crying. Um, never, never did I ask why me though. Um, Cause I know God chose us to be Kaylani's parents for a reason. Um, and I cried a lot when people would talk to me about it or people asked me about it. I cried then, but I was always very still and I always had like a peace. Mm. Um, I can't to explain to you that peace, um, but it was always very calm. I was always very calm. I would cry, but I was calm. Um, so I had peace in my chaos. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was talking on the phone with them this week, again, Chris didn't say anything. <laughs> so I found myself talking to Crystal. And Crystal was spitting out verses. Like, God said this and God said, like, okay, I, I, I'm just looking for some pictures. Because um, I want to use you guys as, as an example for uh, this Sunday. But I was able to see how Crystal's wording has been transformed from where it used to be to how it is now. Everything is saying, look, I'm going to share this testimony. Yeah. It's going to minister to some people. <laughs> and she was willing. And she was open about it. And I want to, out of, uh, out of respect, uh, you have some other photos. Uh, can you show the ones when she was a, uh, the baby was a little, uh, a little bit younger? That one is cute. I like that one. I like that one. Chris, look at Chris. That one. Through their chaos, God was still working. Through their chaos, God made them righteous. Through their faith, God kept showing up. Don't lose hope. Go ahead, Chris. All right, so when we found out, I was I was really upset. I questioned why. Um, just trying to understand, like, like, why does it have to be my child? Um, but on the other hand, I had like this arrogance about it. Um, through pra- like prayer and faith, things just kind of just work out for us always. So just having faith and uh, that's Kaylani's middle name. That I just knew it had to, it had to work out that we would have a healthy child, regardless of what the world may tell us, or what the doctors told us. She couldn't walk. Um, she would have swelling in her brain. She would have to get brain surgeries. Good time, bro. She was um, two days old when she had to have the surgery that you see there. Those uh, those markings on her back. 
uh, thank God that she hasn't had to have any brain surgeries or anything like that. Amen. You know, you guys, if we didn't tell you, if you didn't know, you would probably have no idea. She's this little kid running around the church every, you know, every Sunday. Um, this past November, she did have to have another back surgery. They uh, removed the cysts. But again, if I didn't tell any of you, Nobody would probably know. So just having faith that, you know, things, not that they will, they just, they have to work out. Chris said, it's not that they will, but they have to work out. That's powerful. They have to. Their faith is so strong that it has to happen. It has to happen. There's no room for errors. It's going to happen. That is the God that we serve. That is the God that we serve. So every time you say, see Kehlani running around, know that that's God. That's what God does. The world says one thing, but God says another. Come on, church. You got to get excited about that. Look at that girl. You picked that outfit, Chris? She picked that out. She picked it out. That's her doctor outfit. But when you were going through this stage, did you surround yourself around other people? What, what did you do? Um, yeah, I, like many of other Scarlet No, um, attendees or guests we don't have any family here um i don't i just have my mom and my two brothers i don't have any aunts i don't have any uncles nothing all of my family is away in puerto rico or you know different parts of the of the states but none here that i can just go to and talk to um chris has his family in philadelphia but um we live here in delaware so I surrounded myself with Scarlet Note, with my Scarlet Note family. Um, and I remember when I got the news about Kehlani a few days after we had mm-hmm. our volunteer pep rally. It was at a, uh, like a hall, right? It was at a hall, yeah. yes. And I didn't time. say Christmas anything. Time. It was yeah. Christmas time, yes. Go I ahead. didn't say anything to anyone, but Rebecca was the first one to come up to me and ask me. Like, she knew something was wrong with me. I didn't say it. I wasn't sombery, I wasn't sad, but she came up to me and she asked me how everything was going. Um, and that's what family does. They, they are looking out for you. They know when something is wrong. Um, and we talked and, you know, a few other, um, one of my, a few other sisters, you know, surrounded me. I told them what was going on. We prayed yeah. um, about what was going on and I really felt God's love um, my faith grew a thousand times more. Um, I was still, I was happy. Um, I didn't wonder anymore. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to get through this pregnancy and I'm going to be healthy. My baby's going to be healthy. And, um, this is going to be my testimony. So once I realized that this was my testimony, I said, I'm going to live in it and be proud of it um, because this is what God gave me to talk about. Um, my daughter that is not supposed to walk, walks, runs. Um, 
So don't always, I'm not going to say don't listen to your doctors, but don't always put all of your faith in what the world says. Because we all know that we all serve a father who is greater um, who, and who has the final word for everything. So when you're feeling down, lean into God. You know, when you're happy, lean into God. So in all your situations, yep. lean into God because he gets you through a lot of situations. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.